I just bought a Roku stick, an early present to myself. It's me, Cindy. I know I could have told somebody, anybody, that I wanted it, put it on the list of what I want for Christmas. Truthfully, I don't have a list of what I want, except that I did want the Roku. But what I want more than that is to simplify while enriching my TV viewing experience. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love TV. Always have. Did I ever tell you what my friend Jill said once? We go way back. You know, I've known Jill since the start of high school. And while we're a lot alike, we're also different. I love the telephone. She doesn't. Never has, never will. And she was never as enamored as I was about TV. But here's what she said once about 10 years ago that was so big and wonderful and exciting to me that I wrote it down so I would never forget. She said, you know how I always hated TV? Well, I was wrong. And that made me laugh so hard. But what's happened lately, over the last year or so, is that the joy I derive from visiting TV land has dropped significantly. Blame it on too many channels and nothing on, coupled with some sort of increasing laziness or at least something like that, but it's getting boring. Yeah, I know, Project Runway is back. It's the watered-down version without Heidi and Tim. Side note, who were supposed to be doing something with Amazon TV, but I haven't seen anything about that yet, but I'm still watching. Because I love seeing the designers whip up something out of nothing. Come up with an idea, run to mood, pick colors, fabrics, get to work creating what sometimes becomes something that takes your breath away or occasionally makes you go, what? Fashion is clearly a matter of taste or opinion, I guess, because there have been many times where something is just flat out, pitiful, ugly. And then one of the judges raves and the designer wins the challenge and I'm sitting there going, what? You know what I mean, right? Anyway, so there's Project Runway and an occasional special or documentary or rerun or nothing I want to watch. So there I am in the evening and I've done whatever I need to do during the day. Or let's face it, mostly it's more like the day is done and so am I. More than, well, got all the work done I needed to today, I like to think of it as a mental break. And what's better for a mental break than a little TV? So, given that I can't always find something on actual TV, I turn to all the streaming options, or to Netflix or Amazon Prime, which both offer a slew of shows that I haven't gotten sucked right into, and plenty more that I'm not interested in, but I get it, something for everyone, so I'm not complaining much. While I do have a TV that streams, it's a smart TV, but it's not really so smart anymore, because you see what's happening with technology, right? Planned obsolescence is a thing. Used to be a thing with washing machines and refrigerators as Westinghouse and Frigidaire realized if they made appliances to last forever, they'd have to wait too long to get more money from your pocket. Cars, same thing there. Really everything else you spend big coin on. So the manufacturers got all savvy and started building less quality into their products so that they weren't built to last all that long at all. Smart for them, annoying and costly for us. But what are you going to do? Go back to iceboxes and ringer washes? Hell no. Same thing with TV. Used to be you bought a TV, plugged it into the outlet, connected it to an antenna, and turned it on. Sure, you only had four, five, six maybe channels to choose from, but those channels all had to be offering something good all the time in order to get you tuned in to, say, ABC instead of CBS or NBC. And what did all that viewing cost you? Nada. Nothing. Zip. Zilch. Zero. It was done as a barter. You watched. They sold airtime to advertisers who wanted to reach you. Holy smokes, advertising has also changed when you think about it, which was once pretty much limited to radio commercials, TV commercials, newspaper ads, and billboards. Now, anywhere your eyeball lands, you're looking at somebody trying to sell you something, 
but I think I'm getting off track. How unusual. I was talking about planned obsolescence and how the world of technology plugged into that concept pretty quickly. Or they started out by giving everything for free or close, except computers. Those have never been anything but a bucket of cash. But 10, 15 years ago when you bought a computer, you would get a stack of software programs as part of the package. So you paid a boatload of money for the computer and monitor and keyboard, but you got programs to do anything you'd want to use your computer for. Then it's like one day Bill Gates or one of his minions woke up and went, hey, people love our word program, but once they have it, they have it forever. Let's make sure the old stuff doesn't run on the new computers and let's make them pay to use it. No more, here you go, it's yours. Now it's, okay, you give us cash and we'll let you access our software or, you know, or apps, because apparently calling them programs is sort of like having an AOL address, which is to say old and outdated and not cool and cutting edge. To which I say, well, just imagine what I might say that might offend those easily offended or shock those easily shocked. I have word on disk from before they wised up or got greedy. I'm like, really, Microsoft? Bill Gates? You don't have enough money? I think you do. Oh, my God. Wait, I was talking about TV shows. Going back to, uh, yeah, my TV. My smart TV has already segued to the, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Or, no, that channel won't work here anymore. Or, no, that new channel. No, I, I can't get that. So, enter Roku. Now, I kind of forgot the point I was trying to make. I think it was that I got Roku to have access to more channels so that when I plunked down to get in some good TV time, there is something that's worth it. I'll let you know how that works. Although if I was looking at Roku to assist me in cutting the cord, which would get me out from under my $90, 80 $90 cable bill, I don't think that's going to happen as seamlessly or as cheaply as I had hoped. There are dozens of channels that all cost money, and not just little money, but even 8 10 12 bucks a month, not close enough to when TV was free to please me. I could look at it this way. If I'm spending even $80 a month on my DirecTV bill, DirecTV has been bought by AT&T, whom I pretty much hate due to the reduction in customer service, infinite hold times, emails hocking me to pay my bill the minute it goes out. I called them up, waited an eternity, but finally got someone on the phone, asked them to remove my email address and never, ever, ever use it again. So really, if I stopped using DirecTV and didn't have to deal with AT&T, that could also be a bonus. On to math. If I spend $80 a month for basically basic service, that's $960 a year for not much TV. Now, if I pay for HBO and Showtime and YouTube or Hulu, I'm probably paying less than $80. So what would I miss? Well, recording shows to watch later. You know, Project Runway and the occasional movie. But if I can watch pretty much anything ever on demand... Do I need to record and save anything? But really, isn't all of this just one more turn off the road of this is how I've always done it or this is what I've been doing now to another new way of doing things? Like I've already done with the way that I listen to music, communicate with my phone, write letters or don't write letters, emails, texts, you know, so much changes. Did you cut the cord? Are you still like plugged into something? I know Donna did. I know Brett was thinking about it. I know Jill rarely watches TV, but Lane and I are still connected. Although Lane also has Roku and uses it a lot, which is how I came to it. I'm going to have to ponder this. Not that I couldn't go back to DirecTV if I break up with them in the first place. 
On one more point about how so much changes, I was thinking about, in the broader sense, how life really is about change and how I always need to remember that there is no fighting it. You really hate the idea of change sometimes, and then it happens, and sometimes you're like, oh, this is terrible, and sometimes you're like, whoa, this is great. But the truth is, sometimes life does change for the better, and sometimes it crashes and burns. But at any given point, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever else is going on, it can be helpful to remember that if you're going through difficulties and challenges a week or a month or a year from now, you'll be looking back on it or not looking back at all from a better place. And if life is good and you're happy and all is well, then really sink into that. I've had those moments of this is what a good life is about. And I make the effort to soak it up, savor the moment, store the details, to be as grateful as I can because this, like hard times, is just as transient. Life is full of change. So maybe I cut the cord? What do you think? And if you're thinking you'd like to, feel free to subscribe to the It's Me, Cindy podcast, where it's just me trying to make life a little more fun, a little more satisfying, and sometimes just figure out how to have more good TV to watch.